When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we are. Yeah, Dave Hudson's in the green room. Look at this, the Kingston reunion. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, I've been a non-citizen of Kingston for about three and a half, four weeks now. Is that it? That's it, man. That's it, man. I know. Oh, time has slowed down to a very strange rate for me. And here's... <laughs> it really has, man. It's a... And it's not the weed. It's more than that. Yeah. It, time has slowed. Is it age? Well, it's supposed to speed up when you get older, right? We have more perspective, right? 42 years, you know. Relative I mean? to how long you've been on yeah, the planet, exactly. a year seems like less time. That's totally. true. Yeah, that's yeah. True. That's usually perception right now. Oh, man, it's good to have you here, buddy. It's yeah, nice to have nice a familiar to face because I haven't seen very many familiar no. faces these days. No, it's old Kingston style, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you're settling in. You're settling in. You'll fit right trying, in. You'll have yeah. Barry. Yeah, yeah, Barry, Ontario. It's been cool so far. Good. I got to say, the new show is going well. Yeah. Launching a new station is an exciting thing. But, uh, man, it's I haven't done it. This is my first podcast in like a month. Well, I'm glad it's me. I'm Really, too. who else could it be? Yeah. Well, it could have been, you know, the trues or oh, any other who? number the, of comedians the the tru- the, who's? that are around the corner here in Toronto. But no, we, we brought you in from Yeah, Kingston. no, there's like a thousand amazing artists like within a walk from here. And he, <laughs> Dave Hudson, everybody. <laughs> but Dave is uh, well, here. Consider it the send off from Kingston. Me, I'll be the ambassador to Kingston. And thanks for all your hard work. Thank you. Chris, Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so Dave is here in Toronto because he's at Absolute Comedy. I am Toronto, which is a huge coup for you. It's great, yeah, it's great because um, uh, I've been doing comedy for a while, like lots of small stuff out of town with Ryan Denis. People know, yeah. um, and because uh, we're both local and it's great fun. And I'll play comedy or uh, Absolute Kingston all the time because I, you're I, there I live right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll do spots and hang out, and I know most of the comics and meeting new guys. It's great. It's great. It's it's a perfect situation, right? To have a club in town, it's it's nice to that they think, hey, you're funny. Yeah, why don't you go up to Toronto now? The big yeah. stage. I got to go to Ottawa. I'm gonna have to go to Ottawa soon because I've heard that's an amazing club. I've peeked in there at times when I'm in Ottawa, but I've never played it. I'm, I've, I wanna, wanna play I've it. seen shows there. Before yeah. I got into doing comedy, I used yeah. to see a lot of comedy. You remember? Of course. Uh, I used to come out and see you all the time. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, Ottawa's got a great club. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, absolutely. absolute actually has it going on. Yeah. Not that they are paying me or anything. I'm just uh, no, you know, no, no. We just we just like the clubs, like their products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was uh, a Yucks guy for years, right? I did Yucks yeah. when I first started out, and I've got no animosity Yucks. You know what I mean? But um, but um, it's weird because the Absolute Club at Young and Eglinton. Uh, that I'm playing this week is where the old Yuck Yucks location was for years when I started out. So it's pretty surreal because my first stage, my real stage appearance was at that Young and Eglinton Club. But now it's the same club, but it's not the same club. Yeah. 
it's they've it's, renovated. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Oh yeah, they've done a gorgeous job in it. It used to be just a huge cavern right in the front door, and it was all open. Now there's like you come in and there's a bar and a pool table, and there's an open area like a front area. Then you go in the back, and it's this beautiful little club in there. And they've got like a lower, like a bowl, and then higher yeah. up. Awesome. Yeah, great setup. You put on your Facebook last night that you were having a good night. You had oh, a good crowd last night reaction. Was incredible. Yeah, all three comics. Great show. Pierre Bro is a headliner. Killed. Uh, Abba Atlas, this new kid at a Montreal, just destroyed. Like so good. Everybody had a great show. I've rarely <laughs> seen so fun. a comic out of Montreal that is disappointed. Now it could be that I'm not at the open mics in Montreal, no. and that I we only get exposed to Montreal comics who are good enough to leave Montreal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they've been awesome. Well, what's great about Montreal is that the comedy scene is smaller, certainly than Toronto, but uh, there's. No, incredible comic. Dave Pride, Joey Elias, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So many good comics out of Montreal. Um, and then you've got, what you've got is comics can go there and live cheap enough that they don't have to have a day job or they can have a smaller day job. So true. And they can commit to it, you know what I mean? So they have a base in Montreal that's super cheap. It's Montreal. I mean, the the town is amazing. For right? an you amazing know, like, city yeah. with such heritage and such volume, such a yeah, big yeah. city, it's relatively cheap to live there. It's crazy cheap. Is that our, be, is that our tax dollars that is subsidizing uh, rent in Quebec who knows, for whatever reason? Uh, Quebec is inscrutable, man. I don't know how they do things. You know what I mean? Like they just their whole culture of their pop culture is so different and they're they're you know what I mean? There's just another language. It's like a little country inside of our country and then Case own, in point which I admire in a lot of ways. I'm jealous of. Rock voisine. Oh yeah. Case in point. Rock voisine. Like that guy has a career. And yeah, he still does, doesn't <laughs> a he? Big right? one, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's still huge. A big deal. Well, like, look at Celine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not my thing, man, but good for her. I mean, you got to respect it, right? I mean, she's a monster. Kind of. Kind <laughs> of. She's a monster. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's like the Canadian yeah. monster we just don't want to even admit no, is from our country. We got a few of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's, I got to say something. When you get to be as big of a Canadian star that we then want to deny that you're from our country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exactly. actually... That's actually like a like a level that you can reach. Maybe that's why the hip have sort of remained pure. You know what I mean? Let's talk about the hip, shall we? We should talk about yeah. the tragically hip, given yeah. the Kingston connection. Dave's wearing a tragically hip T-shirt. I got my shirt. The tragically hip Toronto. have never really broken through into the United States yeah. or internationally, but they've just. And for anyone who listens to this podcast, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. Outside of Canada, uh, the tragically hip are our band. They're as they're to Canada what Bruce Springsteen is to America. Yeah. That's, you know, they are... Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, in Kingston, Ontario, where I lived for a lot of years and Dave is from. Yeah. That's their hometown. Well, and especially for me, because, like, I'm a, I'm a huge hip fan. And, like, I was, like, 14 when Up to Here came down, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're listening to that and that's it's all... the formative years of music fanship. Yeah, exactly. 13, 14 and years you old. you and your friends are into it. And for us, it's just a local band. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, they were doing a little better. They got their album out. But it's this great rock, you know, great early 90s rock album. Loving it. And it just feels local. There's a special thing to it. And then as each album comes out, you're like... Like just those first seven albums. Yeah, how how many bands? Seven. Yeah, that's what I mean. And like, if you like, I get that there's a lot of well, I don't get the hip or whatever. Fine, you know what I mean. Cool. But for me, seven albums of a decade uh, of music. Yeah, seven records. And and and, and not the same. And not the same thing. Taking risks, doing songs where you kind of go the first listen, you go, I don't know about that, man. And then as you're listening later on, you go, 
I get it. I get it. I like that, you know? So And it builds on the musical themes they established in previous records. You know, the first couple 100%. were were kind of like Canadiana bar music, you know, just anthems. Yeah, of course. And then they got into kind of psychedelic stuff with uh, um, uh, Day for Night. Uh, you know, it kind of got a little psychedelic. Yeah. And storytelling started working its way into it. Gorge stories, yeah, yeah. you know, and then you get back to like Phantom Power and Ahead yeah. by a Century, like Trouble at the Hen House. Like, yeah. wow. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. So, I mean, it's been there through my formative years with my wife, who I met. We met young. We were like 15 and 17. When yeah, we got you guys together. are sweethearts. Yeah, we've been together 25 years. 25 years, three kids, you know what I mean? Like, we've been together. And so it lasted it's the, through a comedy career. Yeah, that's it for sure. <laughs> Why do you think I wasn't doing it for so long, man? I like my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep her around. So we've got, uh, together, we've shared this band together growing up. You know what I mean? For every road trip and every just when you're sitting around and mm-hmm. you know what I mean the hips there that long time running is our wedding song wow like we danced a long time running you know, and it's a long song <laughs> so that was a big opening song but we had to right so the first time we ever saw them was we we walked over to Richardson Stadium from her old place and saw them play with the Headstones mm-hmm. and uh, Sex there's, Smith there's a Kingston show oh, was it ever I mean it was Amazing, right? So good. Their uh, headstones are warming up with Tweeter and the Monkey Man. We're all lined up, and everybody's going, "What the fuck is that? That's amazing, right?" Like everybody's just grooving in the lineup. Um, and then the show was obviously amazing, right? Then years later, my uh, good friend Dan, who I'm going to see this week, living in Toronto, um, he is he took me as a birthday present to see them uh, here in Toronto. At the uh, Sky Dome, as I like to call it. <laughs> You're one of those guys yeah, yeah. who refuses to call it Roger yeah, Setter. Yeah, fuck it. It's a Sky Dome. It's yeah, like well, I keep referring to John Mellencamp. I don't call uh, John Cougar. Yeah, he's, he's still just, John, he's Cougar John Cougar to me. To me yeah, yeah. I refuse to make the change. <laughs> That's good. Fuck him. <laughs> Been holding that since 1983. <laughs> yeah, so I saw them there in 99 on my birthday. Obviously, amazing, and that was the first time I heard uh, "Nautical Disaster." Yeah. And he comes out and he goes, "Every every Canadian band needs a song about a nautical disaster. This one's called Nautical Disaster." <laughs> <laughs> so good, eh? it's just perfect, Gord. Right? So it's so great to see. There's Gord at his like arguably his peak, one of his peaks. You know what I mean? Yeah, his peak. Yeah. So here's the story. Here's the story. So I don't score tickets to the the final show, right? Any of the shows. I can't get tickets. The last tour. Yeah, last tour. You I can't, I can't and, get members. And yeah. 80% of the rest of Canada right. could not get tickets to this show. That's right. It's awful. My wife, we wake up one day and my wife hands me the iPad. She can't even tell me. She hands me the iPad, right? Because we're in the fan club, right? And so I'm, we're going through and I'm like, what's this? Do we win tickets or something? What's going on with the hit, man? And then I read it, right? And it's the it's the announcement about Gord. So, of course, you're just like, ugh, you know, stabbed in the gut, right? The news about Gord, right? Fuck. So anyway, so it's like, oh, well, you know, okay, they're going on tour. Let's get some tickets. It doesn't happen. So I'm on Facebook. It's right um, the week of the final shows, right? Right. And uh, in a moment of people posting their show, all these people I know going to see the hip in Hamilton and Toronto, I, I'm like, I'm bitter and I'm on there. And I'm not, I got a headache. I feel like shit and like this. I'm going, 
you know, man, for nobody scoring tickets, there's sure a lot of people going to the fucking hip concert. <laughs> I think anyone who got tickets didn't breathe a word about it because there were yeah. so many people who didn't and they right. got upset. And you don't want to be a dick. I had tickets in hand the whole time. Yeah. From this, even before the pre-sale yeah, went on. You were in radio, man. Because so, I was yeah. working, because, well, I worked at yeah. K-Rock in Kingston. Of course. And then the arena in Kingston is called K-Rock Center. <laughs> so, you know, we get the pre, 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 How did you pre, get tickets, man? Yeah, pre-sale. But I, yeah, had yeah. To, I had to pay for them, but I paid full regular price. Exactly. Which is a lot less than a lot of people pay. What, it was like 80 bucks or something? Or it was, uh, the whole, for two higher. tickets, it was 240 bucks. Oh but it, it, tickets were going for no four, question. 14 grand on yeah. StubHub. Right. So here's the story that's going to make people very angry with me. <laughs> now I'm the dick. I almost thought about deleting it. I almost went, oh, God, I'm being so whiny. I got to delete this shit, right? Yeah. Not two minutes after I post, literally two minutes, this uh, wonderful woman messages me and goes, uh, guess what? I'm like, what? She goes, I've got two tickets to the Ottawa show for you. And I'm like, uh, what? I says, pardon? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? And uh, I'm like, what's going on here? So she's so... They had a mutual friend who had two tickets. He just got them because he knew they were going to go so quick that he was like, well, I better get tickets. Then he thought, oh, I'm not that big of a fan. Maybe I'll just let this other couple go who was going with this Nicola and the couple that I know. Well, they're not huge fans either. They were just going because there was tickets too. They were like, oh, we like the hip, but you know, we're not monster fans. So Nicola told them, said, oh, I've got this friend I work with, Dave. He's a huge fan. Him and his wife, you know, their wedding song was a hip song. They couldn't get tickets. And they're like, well, by all means... Let them have our tickets. Wow. Right? So we're just like so great. So there's still the third guy who is going to give the tickets to them and now, now is going to sell the tickets to us. Well, how much does he want for them? No, no, 80 bucks, like the regular, whatever you paid for him. He just wants 80 bucks each, right? Of course. Absolutely. Of course. This is unbelievable. Woo. Yeah. This is unbelievable. Well, we go to get the tickets. He won't take any money for them. No way. He wants us to have them. Nah, man, you, you know what I mean? Here, take them. So you're just like, uh, what? And it's just, what could be more Canadian? What could be more Canadian? Yeah. Than, uh, buy me a beer, bud. No problem, eh? He, he <laughs> might, did, he, did he come and shovel your driveway, or the snow out of your yeah, driveway? Yeah, like, that's so the only thing that could be more Canadian. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to do that this winter. I know where he lives. I'm just going to have to go shovel his driveway. Yeah. No, don't say it. You gave me those tickets, man. So my wife and I got to go see Ottawa. And we had a ride up and everything, because the other couple was going. And, God, that's a motherfucking Tim Hortons we commercial. Behind, we were behind the band like all the way up at the back like they were like way back you know what though didn't matter you were there it was i was there final and tour with those big screens you see everything like it's so concerts are like say i haven't been to a big concert since the 99 concert of the hip like i don't i don't go to huge venue concerts i see small i like, club I like shows. local small yeah. bands that nobody really knows i like that right i go see local stuff um, not that I don't like big shows and and the cost too. I'm a cheapskate, so I'm just like I can't afford to. Same here. Like I, you know what it I mean? has to like be. I a... saw Clapton you, from you guys from K Rock. I moved back from Toronto. K Rock had just gone on the air. Their first concert was win tickets to Clapton in Toronto. Um, I'm working on our new house and I pick up the phone and call in to qualify and then I get called in the morning. It wasn't you. I don't know yeah, who was, was the first it guy. It would have been uh, Tucker and Taz. Probably. Or Shadow yeah, or and Shadow, Taz. I think it was, right? Yeah. And they try some bullshit like, this is Kings and Police. And I go, this sounds like bullshit because it was like seven in the morning, right? <laughs> and he starts laughing right away and he goes, yeah, yeah it's the radio station, man. You won, air, you won Clapton tickets. I'm like, are you serious? So I go on a free bit trip to Toronto like two weeks after I moved back from Toronto. <laughs> Nice. That's so funny. So we want to start clapping. So I haven't seen a lot of big shows, but I have seen the hip three times. And like, that's for me huge, right? So that's my hip. 
That's my amazing. That is an awesome story. That's my amazing Canadian. Yeah. For me, I find arena shows are uh, overrated. Yeah. You know, the seats are never comfortable, especially for someone like me, six foot three. Even yeah. though I've lost 130 pounds, they're still not comfortable. To s- I can now go and not no, no, be no. uncomfortable, but they're yeah. not comfortable. But nobody is comfortable in those things. No, they're you know, and, and yeah, you you don't know, do I look at the screen? Do I look at the stage? Do I look right. at the screen? Do I look at the stage? What's yeah, going yeah. on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, the, you know, the parking lot and the, the traffic just being like herded like cattle through these little gates. I like yeah. club shows. Sweaty mosh pity kind of club shows yeah bovine sex club kind of shows yeah yeah i was just there this week yeah, yeah you i went th- down with Ra- with uh, jason rouse jason uh, rouse is a guy i've been scouting for the podcast you say yeah. he's in town for a couple he's of weeks in town right? for a couple of months a couple of months yeah he's doing a bunch of yuck shows he's gonna be in hamilton he's all over the place he's okay. an old hamilton boy jason rouse he is the wrongest of the wrong and i love him dearly like a brother because like, we started out together and 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 our acts couldn't be Further apart. Not to breakfast, people must think, that is the weirdest gay couple I've ever seen in my life. I guess we know who the top is, eh? It's not Dave Hudson. Jason Rouse has, does he still have the grill? He's got like a golden grill. No, at least sometimes. I mean, he okay. doesn't wear it out when we're hanging out. But I guess. No, but I mean, he's got, he's got gauges and tattoos. Piercings. And he's, and, yeah. And, yeah, and he's, but he's a, he's a delight. And if you love really wrong comedy, Jason Rouse is for you. He's, he's, uh, he's the I king of it. I first saw Jason Rouse uh, on, I think it was The Nasty Show. Of, well, where uh, else, right? You know, and then uh, he came to Kingston and yeah. did a show he headlined and he came out uh, with his dick tucked between his legs and saying, I'm a little teapot at the end of the show. Of course. Like that. Yeah, his closer. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's how he closes shows. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he closes his shows totally naked. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, and it's it's like it's like when a toddler gets naked, you're like, come on, that's cute. You know, like he anyone else would be in jail. And then Jason, it's just whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he pulled down his pants, pretend to take a dump beside the car when you go into the thing. Go, can I get some privacy, please? Like, seventy well, percent uh, of the time he does take a dump. I well, think. that's I mean that's fair, but he's polite. <laughs> he won't do it around me. <laughs> so yeah, you were hanging with Rouse at the Bovine Sex Club. Yeah, yeah, we were doing the we were doing the runaround after the show. We went and uh, um, Jay wanted to do a couple of local spots to get ready for his uh, yucks run. Right, um, and so. Uh, yeah, we went there, and he knows a bunch of people. He did shows there years ago, so of course, as soon as we walk in there, like ten people are like, "Oh my god, Jason Rose!" Right? So they were all happy, and we had a great time. It was great. It was a cool little place. I'd never been in there. It was cool. <laughs> like, hey, honey, I'm going to the Bovine Sex Club tonight. Even like, where? <laughs> I told that but it's just a cool burlesque kind of like the night I was there. Is these like. They, was, they were all like huge white guys with big afros playing like 70s you know in the full outfits yeah. and then there's like burlesque dancing going on it was cool yeah, it was fun I remember uh, taking uh, the missus to the bovine sex club yeah. where are we going tonight I was like oh we're going down to the bovine to see a band and I didn't call it tell, tell her it was called the bovine sex <laughs> club I just bovine, said yeah. the bovine because that's what everyone calls it in Toronto of course yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and then we got there and she was really well you know Lisa she's it's a professional woman like baby dolls <laughs> hanging from the ceiling wrapped in Christmas lights you know and she's right. like where the hell am I that's right and they got four movies playing behind the bar with no yeah. sound on. you know what I mean and they're all different there's like horror film and one's then a porno was, yeah, yeah well <laughs> it, was, it was like Deadpool and Jaws so yeah. I was in heaven I was like oh wow Deadpool and Jaws at the same time I like this place yeah, in the back they have the little video games like uh, the like pinball machines oh, in the back they? Yeah, yeah. I'm like oh cool there's pinball and there's yeah. porno on the TVs yeah, and there's you like, know yeah. yeah at least it's like oh great we're here you know <laughs> 
<laughs> and I believe the band we went to see was the Motor League, which are awesome band. Oh, cool. Alumnus of the podcast. If you scroll back, there's a few episodes of them. But Oh, nice, nice. Um, but they are our, our straight up kind of punk heavy rock band. Good. So, you know, Lisa, of course. Yeah, she is, was like, oh boy. Oh, this yeah. is fun. <laughs> yeah, not really your thing, eh? Well, too bad. That's what relationships are about, compromise. It's date night, honey. Yeah. <laughs> We're going out. You yeah. want to go out? <laughs> you know what? She's had her picks as well. That's good. You know, of we, we also, I think the next week went down to the Christmas market. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, so, you know, we alternate. Yeah. It's know. a real, well, it's good. It's variety, buddy. It's variety. I have to be more ambidextrous now in my lifestyle. Uh, uh, you know, I think Dave has probably seen some of the, the changes in my life and the different places I've lived. With I have. I've seen, yeah. It's the, been a few, uh, it's been in a last time, couple of years, buddy. Last time you were on the podcast, it was a loft on Princess Street. Yep. And, uh, and then slowly now we've moved into a townhouse at Young and Eglinton in Toronto. Yeah, a beautiful one, by the way. And thank you. Yeah, it's mostly Lisa that can afford this place. I'm, but- well, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but, you know, just the evolution. And now we're going to be in the next, uh, before the end of the year, moving out to Newmarket. Ooh, oh, yes, oh, slow down, buddy. Yeah, oh, my gonna, God. Look at you. Yeah. You're going to be mowing lawns oh, and shit. I know, man. <laughs> going to hang some live, love, laugh artwork around the house. God. Oh, God. <laughs> My life is fucking changing, but I have to yeah. be ambidextrous because yeah. at heart, I am kind of a punk rock guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm still that guy, but you know, I'll still go down to the Christmas market and I'll enjoy some of the arts and crafts tables. You know what? I, you know what? That's what I do. Cause like you say, I've got this where, you know, you do comedy and stuff and you're like out in Toronto at night and it's been great, right? You know, like staying out late and hanging out with comics, but my regular life, you know what I mean? I got three young kids and I help out at the school and it's, I'm yeah. like, my wife's ahead of this school council and like it's super suburban right like this eh? but my whole thing is embrace it like I'm in the plaid shirt and the shorts and the sandals man like I'm 100% dad you know like just doing it and enjoying it right enjoying the kids and like of course all I do at the school I just make fun of the kids and tease them (laughs) and joke and they love me I'm like a celebrity there you know what I mean you roast the kids yeah basically yeah 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 I know where to I know where the line is hey look at Tommy he's got a fucking little pecker (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm in the bathroom you weirdo that's a good way to lose your job talk about a kid's pecker at school yeah I'm sorry Mr. Hudson but what's amazing is it's so funny to see kids like in a group of kids because we all went to school unless you're a weirdo homeschooler you you all go to school but when you're in school your perspective is so skewed right you just kind of walk in oh god like where am I and you're doing your thing so to go back as an adult and work in an elementary school but not as a teacher right I'm like I'm not a teacher man I'm in there and and you see some of the kids who get it you know what I mean the kids who are like just a little more sly than the other ones. Yeah. Kind of, they get sarcasm and they get fun. And when they realize you're funny, they just kind of like, oh boy, like an adult who's funny. You know what I mean? Like who's who gets that you can kind of tease in a joking way, and, and it's riff, not a hurtful thing. Yeah, you can riff, riff on each other. Yeah, and they they love it. Like they run to you and they're just waiting. Like just try it, and they want to. <laughs> try to do you too right and some of them are pretty good at it right and so it's fun it's it's a really fun thing the kids are uh you know they're they're insane the kids are crazy but god i so think are adults right I, it's just whatever deep down inside i i feel like that might be the next step yeah. i don't i don't know man i mean we're getting married yep you know and then we're moving out to new market and we've been looking at some real nice houses oh. with garages ladies love the babies my friend <laughs> ladies love the babies hey garages are cool you smoke weed in there. That's that's <laughs> where I'm going to be relegated to. 
the green room might be turned into a green garage. Which, yeah. Oh, of course it will. Which is exciting. Yeah. Because it, there's a jam space for all the bands that won't drive out north of the wall. Yeah. To come yeah. And see exactly. Us yeah. Sorry, Jon Snow, and enjoy your exile. <laughs> yeah. Up north. Oh boy. Wait till January hits. Fuck face. Here. Yeah. In for oh it. God. I know. That's what everyone in Barry keeps telling me too. Like, oh, you don't know the winners up here. And I'm like, I'm from fucking Kingston, man. Yeah. I'm from oh, the no. Ottawa Valley. I've seen winners. Yeah. No. No. They're right. Really? Oh yeah, it is way worse in Barry. I got Kingston. Lived, oh yeah, like they get way more snow than we do. Way more. Fuck. I know. Sorry, buddy. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they're just like they because Kingston has the beautiful effect of the lake effect. Yeah, that pushes saves our ass sometimes. Oh yeah, you know that storm you see it every morning, right? We're on the radio. It's come bearing down, and then it just whoop, and it just slips by. So if you're down near the lake, you're good. But Barry's in this weird place where they just get thump in the winter at least you're not in Edmonton brother I've actually got my first open mic appearance in Barrie good for you man yeah, nice at the, at the Fox Lounge oh right is there still a club in Barrie I believe there's, there's, a Yucks, there's there? still a Yucks in Barrie yeah, 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 but okay. I haven't worked my way into there yet no no but soon enough the Fox Lounge September 13th if you're in the Barrie check it out yeah. <laughs> is that what it's called the Barrie no that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get that to catch on the Barrie <laughs> that's still like north of the wall yeah oh fuck <laughs> Well, that's what everyone was saying about Eglinton here. Like, all the artists, comics who live down on Queen West are like, oh, man, it's so far north. You ain't seen nothing yet. But it's so nuts. The subway stop is right there. You know what I mean? You'd be surprised how many people complain about it. Complain about subway service and bus service or whatever. And it's like, man, like, we don't have anything like this in Ottawa or Kingston or anywhere. No, and Toronto's got its transit troubles. Don't, you know, get me wrong, but... Well, I had to go see a buddy in High Park yesterday. I was doing some voice work for this cartoon he's working on. And I went out there. And uh, I was like, oh, Christ, from Young and Egg all the way down to like High Park and like two yeah. subways and a bus. You're like, this is a pain in the ass, man. Like, this is you know, half your day is just travel. Well, that's only because the city is so fucking big. Yeah, it's monster huge. It is. Yeah. I spent uh, half an hour on Eglinton this afternoon, this morning, yeah. because uh, two traffic lights were out. That's it. Yeah. I was making record time, and then all of a sudden, the power's out in a few blocks at Eglinton and Bathurst, and it just, everyone's going four-way stops, but, you know, Torontonians ain't the greatest drivers at the best of times, so, no, I'm afraid not. you know, they're like, oh, is this a four, do I go, do you go, and it's like, just, it's a fucking yeah. four-way. Somebody go. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, it turned into one of those. It was like, yeah. it's too many Canadian moments at two intersections, and you go. Everybody's too fucking polite. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so who's your, who's your buddy and what's the name of his cartoon? You did some voice work for this? Um, yeah, it's just a guy who does small time stuff, uh, doing his own thing. Chris Jack and he uh, Flappy Flu Productions. He's okay. some, it's weird stuff, man. He's a super weird guy and his cartoons are <laughs> super weird. Are they adult we're cartoons? Some, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah, there's like, the one we were the one he's coming out with. It's like. Uh, uh, it's like Richie Rich, the story of Richie Rich, but it's horrible. Like he grows as <laughs> if he's this psycho billionaire. <laughs> Actually, we wrote it years ago, but it's very Trumpian. It's it's quite creepy. Really, yeah. Isn't and it? then, uh, yeah, he did this. Um, <laughs> there should be one coming to Halloween. This one, the cat and dog show. It's just kind of like a itchy and scratchy thing, but like, but twisted. Yeah. It's twisted. Yeah, it's twisted. And then. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. I was doing that. I I worked with them years ago. We did some writing on stuff. We wrote some short films and stuff. And so it was nice to come in and help him out on a new project, yeah. do a couple of voices. Yeah, it was cool. 
There was. Uh, have you seen Sausage Party yet? No, I haven't. No, no, I'm, I, I don't go to the theater anymore because I got kids, and so we just wait for Netflix, and <laughs> it's cheap. Well, it's like what six months or sometimes you're like. So I'll go see big things like Star Wars and yeah. you know what I mean, Deadpool stuff that I really am excited the for. The blockbuster things yeah. that you just can't but, resist. But most stuff, nah, I don't. I just wait. And now Sausage Party. See, I've heard lots of mixed things. Some people who say they love it, and other people who say it's just a huge turd that they hated. Dave, so I don't know. You would love it. I would. Eh? Okay, yeah. cool. You would. Love I'll it. see it eventually. Obviously, it's actually, not your normal Seth Rogen fare. Yeah, it yeah. kind of is. Yeah. But it's super social commentary yeah. like for example it, it, the setting is a grocery store yeah. and all the food can talk yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you know um, but they start making social commentary where the bagels and the falafels are in the same aisle yeah. but they both claim that they were there first and don't want to live coexisting with each other the bagels have a Jewish accent the falafels have like a, <laughs> a, a like a Arab accent yeah 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 you know, yeah. You know so there's this there's this fun little satire going on there but yeah. it starts escalating to it the thing because then there's the Mexican section and then there's this right. section and then there's that section and at the very end and spoiler alert yeah. on sausage party there's a huge fucking food orgy Right. The message wow. of the whole movie is it doesn't matter who you are, what kind of food you are, what yeah. you're made of, whether you're male or female, yeah. just everybody should just fuck each other <laughs> yeah. and no discrimination. That's right. And then, yeah, we can all move on. So there's a food nice. orgy. Wow. Like hot dogs are fucking hot dogs, hot dogs are fucking buns, <laughs> falafels are fucking bagels, tortillas are fucking falafels. Like, it's just, what is this? And what's so wild is is now like stuff that you, like you can get away with so many things, some ways, and then other things you can't get away with. You know what I mean? Like there's this whole culture of f- people flipping out, but then sausage party, everyone, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't seem to be any. You know, it's a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Eh? Yeah, I guess you could. That, maybe yeah. that was the best medium to do that was yeah. in a cartoon, right? Because then it doesn't get taken. They can it can be dismissed. Well, then there is no serious. There's no male member that has to make an appearance. There's no genitalia of a male or female variety. Right. To, they're all just food. There's just food smashing each other. <laughs> <laughs> so <they're, laughs> it's a really fucked up cob salad. <laughs> I'll never be able to watch the food fight in uh, Animal House ever again. Oh yeah. I'll get an erection. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the food fight in Animal House with everyone's dicks out. No. And just no. I don't want to do that. Well, I guess we're not going to lunch now. No. No. <laughs> you don't, well, you don't want to see John Belushi's dick? Come on, there's a great street meat place right outside the comedy club uh, around uh, the corner, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, the uh, uh, Volcano Vaporizer's warmed up. Oh, what's that? Do we want to... I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. The one of the, sure. the two of us who has a license yeah. is like, oh, I've never heard of a volcano before. <laughs> Uh, thanks to our friends at 420 Canada, 420 Kingston for the uh, volcano. Yeah, yeah. Good friends of the podcast. And also, they also uh, have been uh, linking me up with the uh, the high culture of cannabis in Canada. Mm. And I will be DJing at the Karma Cup late October here oh. in Toronto. Also doing a live podcast from the Karma Cup. I don't like you anymore. And Cannabia <laughs> Seeds. I'll be hanging at their booth, so uh, thanks to them for hosting. Yeah, go see them. Go check them out. We're going to sign <laughs> off this this podcast for now. Good night, my friends. But it's been so great seeing you, buddy. It's great awesome to have you. Awesome to see you. This it, was so much fun. You also scared the shit out of me. As oh, I was- God, I wish you were recording. <laughs> Guys, so I come to his place, and, and I'm, just, I ring, I'm just about to ring the bell, and I can hear him fiddling around through the window. Setting up the cables and the yeah. mics and everything. And I go, and I go hey, and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's exactly an approximation, approximation of what it sounded like. <laughs> it's like I witnessed a food orgy breaking out. All right, Dave, thanks for coming in, man. And uh, best of luck with the rest of your gigs at Absolute Comedy. And uh, thanks, safe travels man. home to Kingston. You too. Thanks, buddy. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.